All right. Well, we are in a series called My Peace. This is part seven. Please go ahead and put uh, John 14, 27 on the screen. We'll look there and then we'll, we'll go forward. It says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. This is Jesus speaking. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Jesus said, His peace He gave to us. To His disciples, we're His disciples. We're those that have believed on the words that have gone, those that have gone before us. He said, Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And we read before, peace is a state of rest, quietness, calmness, and absence of strife. It's tranquility. It denotes a perfect well-being. It includes harmonious relationships between God and men, men and men, nations, and families. So peace is a state of rest, quietness, calmness. Jesus said that he gave us his peace. And he said not to let your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. We spent some time the last few weeks talking about renewing our mind in this area. And we're not going to cover that tonight. If you uh, missed those, I encourage you to go back and listen to those. Those will be a blessing to you. Tonight I want to turn to Colossians 3, verse 15, talk about another aspect of this. Colossians 3, verse 15. Jesus said, He gave us His peace. He gave us His peace. Colossians 3.15 It says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. In the Amplified Translation, it says, Let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with Him, be the controlling factor in your hearts, deciding and settling questions that arise. It says, let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with him, be the controlling factor in your hearts, deciding and settling questions that arise. In the Amplified Classic, it says, and let the peace, soul harmony which comes from Christ rule, act as umpire continually. In your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds, in that peaceful state to which as members of Christ's body, a Christ's one body, you were also called to live. So here it says, let the peace, the soul harmony which comes from Christ, rule or act as umpire continually. Do we have that other translation or no? Okay. Let me just read you this one. The Passion Translation says, Let your heart always be guided by the peace of the Anointed One. Let your heart 
be always guided by the peace of the Anointed One. So the New King James says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Let it rule in your hearts, the peace of God. The peace of God, His peace, the peace that Jesus gave to us, is to be the determining factor in how we act. We're, we are too, and we'll see this, we're going to go over these, these you know, translations again. The peace of God is to be the ruling factor, it's to be the umpire, it's to be the controlling factor on how we make decisions, on how we walk out our life. We walk by peace. In other words, if you don't have peace about something, and if you don't have peace about a certain decision, then don't go there. The peace of God is to determine how we live. Jesus gave us His peace. We have, by the Spirit of God, dwelling in us the peace of the Almighty, and it is something that cannot be faked. Satan can't counterfeit it. It doesn't matter what's going on on the outside. See, he is the God of this world, and he can manipulate people, and he can manipulate situations, and he is a master uh, con man. He's a master illusionist. He's a deceiver, the Bible calls him. And so he, he can make things look a certain way in the world. And he can lie to you absolutely about the way things are. So even if the situation doesn't even really look a certain way, it just is maybe mundane, he will come and lie to you and tell you, well, no, this is what they're really saying. So in other words, two people could be talking at work or even at church or wherever, and the devil whisper in your ear, they're talking about you, and this is what they're saying. And they're talking about where they're going for lunch. And they don't really care about what you're doing. In fact, that's the furthest thing from their mind. But the enemy will, bold-faced, lie to you. Because he's a liar. Because he's a deceiver. He can lie to you about circumstance. He can lie to you about relationships. He can lie to you about your health. Has anybody ever heard this? You have some certain kind of symptom pop up and the devil will tell you this is the worst possible thing that that symptom could ever line up with. And that's not the words he uses. I mean, it's like you have this symptom pop up and he'll, he'll relay to you the worst possible condition that could be associated with that symptom. Well, you have cancer because you have this pain, you know, in this certain area, and if you look it up, that could possibly, it's really dangerous to start looking stuff up on the internet now. We have access to a lot of information, but, you know, you can know, you can see just enough to be dangerous and to really mess yourself up now. Because now you're thinking all this stuff, and you don't have a clue. You can't diagnose yourself, and now you're, you see this thing could be associated with this, or yeah, it could be associated with this thing that's this minor conditional that'll be gone by tomorrow. But Satan's a liar. 
But the thing he cannot counterfeit is the peace of God within you. And if we'll be led by that peace, if we'll look on the inside when we're determining whether to make a decision, see, if we look on the outside, we're subject to his whims, we're subject to temporal things, we're subject to transient circumstance. It's not going to be the same tomorrow. And if you make a decision based on it right now, you're going to make the wrong decision. You know, if you've ever looked at the stock market, if you're in it for the long haul, it's really bad practice to look at the ups and downs. Because you may be scared to sell. It always goes up and down. You have to know what your, what your strategy is. But if you look at the day-to-day, -day, you think, oh my gosh, it's going down. Yeah, and everybody, there's all these other people that are thinking that, and they're selling, and the smart people then are buying as those people are running. They're panicking, and other people are going, yep, yep, let it go lower, lower. Okay, now's the time to buy. People get driven by emotion. But we can't go on what's transient. We have to go on what is eternal, and God will not mislead you, and His peace cannot be counterfeited. Satan cannot go in you, into your spirit, and fake God's peace. He can't do it. So even if you're in a situation and you don't have peace about it, it doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside, it doesn't matter how good it looks. If you are not at peace on the inside, drop it, walk away from the deal, run away if you need to. Just don't, if, if there's no peace there, then don't go through with it. Don't, uh, don't, don't walk by pressure. Don't walk because some deal is going to go away. You know, it's going to close. Your sale's going to be over. That's the oldest Motivator. That's why we have sales, because they have an end. And if they're not going to be there tomorrow, and I'm not saying there's good sales. There's legit sales. But then there's the sales that are going perpetually. You know, they're all, and you just have, and then if you haven't been watching, you go, well, they have a sale. What my luck? They're having a sale on this. And it's been like that for the last, you know, it ends on Saturday, and then they have a new one on Sunday or whatever. And if you walk in, I mean, you haven't been looking, and you're like, wow, they're having a sale on this. This is God. People will say that. <laughs> and it's the same thing next week and the same. And you can even use the coupon that they've sent out six months ago, and it'll still work. But there are good sales. But you shouldn't be motivated by it. I mean, we ought to, again, you look inside, you might walk into something, and it is a genuine good deal. But you can't go by that. You say, you know, is this the right thing to do? And you got to look on the inside. The peace, I'm not talking about in your head, I'm talking about in our, your heart. It's saying, let the peace of God rule in your heart, not in your head. Not that everything makes sense in your head. If we walk by logic, we're going to miss it. Because our Christianity is already not based on logic. I mean, it, don't get me wrong, it's infinitely logical. If you know the way God knows, it's as logical as it gets. 
we just don't know as God knows. So if you, don't, if you look at it, it is perfectly logical that Jesus was born of a virgin, that Mary did not know a man naturally, but the Spirit of God overshadowed her and she became pregnant. If you knew as God knows and knew the universe and saw, you would say, well, of course. But to our natural mind, we're like, that doesn't make any sense. That's a fairy tale. People will say that. No, you just don't understand the universe like God does. If you understood the powers that be and the spirit realm, it's not a big deal. People get hung up that God created everything. Well, how could that be? Well, the alternative is harder to believe, in my estimation. Everything just popped out of nothing? Okay. I don't think it's hard to believe and take God at His word. If you believe God's all-powerful all God, it's not a big deal to believe that He created everything. It's not a big deal. If, you understood like, if we understood like He does and we just have a glimpse through His word, of course He could create everything with speaking out of His mouth, because that's the, what He does. That's how things work. It's logical. Everything about God is infinitely logical. It just looks illogical to our finite brain because we don't see everything and we're limited in our understanding. So by our understanding, it looks like it's illogical because we have a bunch of gaps. You can see this. If you were talking to a five-year-old, there are certain things that probably seem illogical to them that you could explain, but intuitively... It doesn't make any sense to their limited understanding. And you can try to fill in the gaps, but there's certain things you're just not going to be able to help them with. So they have to trust you. Well, it's the same thing with God. We cannot go by our head. You cannot deal in situations based on your head knowledge and based on if it's logical or not logical. A business deal may look really good, and it could be the worst decision of your life. But it could look all good on paper. But it could be the worst thing you've ever done. How would you know? Does anybody know the future? God does. And He lives on the inside of us. And the Bible says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Can you put up um, the Amplified Classic? It says, let the peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ, rule, act as umpire continually. You know what an umpire is, right? At least in baseball. The guy behind the plate that's calling balls or strikes. And he's it. You know, you watch a game on TV now, they constantly have all the graphics and everything, so they show the, the batter's uh, strike zone. You know, they show what's supposed to be a strike zone, and, you know... Those guys are good. It's amazing how good these guys are at, at, at calling these plays, but uh, I don't care if the graphic says that was a ball or a strike. The umpire's got the final call. If he says it's a strike, it's a strike. If he says it's a ball, it's a ball. You can, get, you can argue with him and argue too much, you're going to be out of the game. He is the authority. Well, what is this saying? The peace of God is supposed to be that authority. It's supposed to be the umpire. It says, let it 
rule, this peace of God rule, act as an umpire continual in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds. In the other, in the Amplified, it says, let it be the controlling factor in your hearts, deciding and settling questions that arise. If there is a question about something, are you supposed to try to figure it out with your head? No. How about how you feel about it, your emotions? Should that be the determining factor? Well, I really feel good. Depends on what you mean by feel. It's not a feeling. It's got a good feeling about this. Well, some people may be using that loosely, but what we're really talking about is a sense on the inside, the peace of God in your spirit, man, not with your head, not with your emotion, not with logic, but we're talking about the, the peace of God, that you're in a situation and something comes up, you're dealing with a situation, what we ought to be doing is checking down here and saying, is there a peace there or not? Do I have, if I think about going in, in uh, direction A, what does it do on the inside? Is it peaceful? And sometimes it helps just to say it out loud. I'm going to do such and such. And just see what happens on the inside. You don't have to actually, I mean, you know, you're not saying you're going to do it. You could say it if you have a, a, a friend or your spouse or somebody you can confide in. Just see what it feels like. Say it out loud. You know what? I think I, I'm going to do such and such. Just see how it feels. How does it resonate on the inside? Is there a peace there? Or is there like, mm, no, no peace? And if you're determining two directions or multiple directions, you can say, I'm going to do such and such. I'm going to do A. How does that feel? I'm going to do B. I'm going to do C. And you don't have to make the decision like that. Maybe you just let it mull over, over several days. Well, I'm going to do such and such. I'm going to do this. You may think in your back of your mind, well, I think I'll do that. And then you start to actually say, I'm going to do that. And the more you say it, that's like, yeah, nah. It's not what, that, that doesn't settle. It doesn't settle in. There's not peace there. Over time, you don't have to be in a hurry. The bigger the decision, the, le, the, the, the slower we can move unless, you know, God's prepared you. But does it settle in there? Does it seem peaceful? Or is there, well, I just don't know about such and such. Well, then it's not time to make the decision. Let it just chill. Let it calm. Well, just let it settle for a while. Let it, let yourself acclimate and be looking on the inside. What is that doing for me? What is that doing on the inside? Because that's the determining factor. That's supernatural. God who knows everything isn't relying on your mind. That doesn't mean we shut our brains off. He's given us a brain. Thank God for our brain. There may be some analysis to do in relation to the decision. But at the final, you can do analysis. People do it all the time concerning stocks, concerning companies, concerning real estate. Do analyses all the time. And they're wrong. And some of them are right. But we're talking about pros in all these areas. We'll do all the numbers and come out with different uh, conclusions. All professionals... 
all smart, all educated in a certain area, and yet come to different conclusions. Well, then now which one do you take? Does anybody know the future? Not humans. How would you know which advice to take? Somebody says this stock's going up. Their one says that one's going to tank, but this one's going to go up. And a third one said neither one of those is a good one. This is what going to do. The other says, no, you know, none of that. You need to just go in this whole industry and a little bit of this and a little bit of this industry. And other pe people say it's a different mix. Okay, which one's going to work for you? Do you even need to be doing any of it? What do you need to be doing? How are we going to know what we're supposed to be doing? What is going to be the determining factor? Who is our Lord if we're a Christian? Jesus. So how are we going to know what to do? Well, His Word. We're not going to violate His Word. If He says something in His Word, the Spirit of God is not going to tell us to do something else. That's never, ever going to happen. The Spirit of God will never direct an individual to violate the written Word. But if we're in line with the Word, now how are we going to know what direction to take? How are we going to know, you know which product to buy? How are we going to know where to settle down? How are we going to know which job to take? How are we going to know who to marry? Peace of God. God, does, God knows how you're going to be, how compatible you're going to be with somebody 30 years down the line. No human knows that. People have algorithms. People have matchmaking things. The bottom line is nobody knows how people are going to deal with the changes of life and the challenges of life and the events and know how you are going to react and how you're going to work as a couple three decades, four decades even five years from now, even next year. Nobody knows that. It's impossible. You don't know it. I don't know it. How are you going to make a monumental decision? That's one of the biggest decisions you could ever make is who to marry. That is, next to making Jesus your Lord, that will affect your life all the time. Right? How are you going to make that decision? That is the biggest thing. Should we make it on emotion? Well, people do that. Should base it based just on looks? Well, some people do that. If anybody's been around long enough, you know the looks are going to change. We're all changing. You know? That's not the right thing. You know, you, logic? Surely. People don't want you, you know, figuring out logically if they love you or not. I know women don't like that. I don't think anybody likes that. Well, you know, after putting it through the algorithm... I love you. Let's get married. Ooh, you swept me away. <laughs> no. Is there emotion involved? Sure there is. Is there probably some calculating involved? You know, is this makes it? Yeah. As a Christian, we better be looking on the inside. We better be looking on here. Are they, they might be a perfectly good Christian person. That's not the point. Are they compatible with your call and is their call compatible with your call and can you both fulfill the plan of God for your life together? That's the question. And will you be happy doing it? That's the question we have to ask. Who can answer that? No human being.
Nobody can do that. It's impossible. It's impossible to find the right person to marry. Just, I mean, if you just look at a task, people can find somebody to marry. That's not the challenge. People do it all the time in Las Vegas. You can just go get married. That's not hard. Finding the person that is actually going to. Now, it's not just one person. I believe God, He doesn't call us and just make it so that there's one person. Thank God. We have a choice. We have the ability to choose. He's not going to force that down your throat. There are people that qualify. Yes, you can fulfill the plan of God for your life with this person. Do you like him? Do you want to marry him? He'll leave it up to you. They'll work. They qualify. They fit the bill. You like? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Seriously, God's a gentleman. Thou shalt marry so-and-so. No. How would you know? Going to have to go by peace. In a situation like that, there's a lot of emotion. The Bible says, the Bible, that the Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing even between soul and spirit. That can get Blurry. I'm just using marriage as an example. This applies to any decision, any big decision, especially. How are you going to know? Well, when you're emotionally caught up, divide, dividing between your heart and your head and your emotion can be a trick. But God's faithful. If we'll look to Him, if we'll... Here's the key. Are we willing to hear what He has to say? If we're willing to hear anything and willing to do whatever he says, that's the proper position to actually hear him. In other words, if you're willing to hear this person isn't the one, then that's actually the right place to hear they are the one. If we're already said, oh, well, I just don't know. I really want this to be the one. We're not open now. Well, I really want to buy such and such. Okay. Well, then you're kind of already set up that you're going to be biased to hearing all the good about that, that, that product, and you're not going to be listening to the, the bad or the stuff that's questionable. It makes it more difficult for us to actually follow him. But in every phase of life, every phase, every, really everything, every daily, we can be led by peace and walk through the day by peace and make decisions, even things that would seem rather mundane, just by, what do I think on the inside? Now, you don't have to get legalistic about it. Just walking through, do I have a piece about that? And the bigger the decision, well, maybe you take a little bit more time. Unless there's a real reason you have to make a decision, you may want to make it some, take some time to where it's settling to where you can discern, that's peace. Yep, it's settling. Yep, that's the direction. Let's do that. But throughout the day, I have peace about that? Yeah. All right, let's go. That's how God leads us. That, that's just the umpire going through. Yep, ball, strike, ball, strike. Yes, go there. Yep, that's good. No, nope, there's something over there. All right, we're going to avoid that. 
Yeah, I really like the look of that. Eh, don't feel good about it. All right, we're going forward. You don't have to be legalistic about it. We just, just walk in according to what he said. Just, is there peace there? So with something like marriage, we have to walk according to his direction. And this is one of the biggest ways he's going to let you know is just by peace. You can be looking on the outside. You can be looking on circumstances. You can try to figure things out. How would such and such go? At the end of the day, God, is this okay? Is this good? And if we're willing to hear, no, that's not, that's not, that's not going to be good for you. If we're willing to hear for that, we're willing to hear that, then we're in the right position. But if there's a peace there, well, again, take long enough to, to find that we are indeed peace. We don't have to rush it. But when we know that we have peace, it's our decision. I know when, you know, Shelly and I met, you know, by the time I met her, I was out of college and I had a place of my own and, you know, I, I knew what I was looking for. And when we started talking, and we, we were talking, you know, she came to Lincoln to do a music workshop and I was a music minister and that was her first and last music workshop she ever did. We were married a year later. But, I, you know, both of us were aware. All right, well, we're going to just start taking steps and follow peace. We try not to, you know, over-spiritualize it because, you know, we're really enjoying each other's company. But we're just taking steps and we're like, well, God's smart enough to talk to us. He's smart enough to let us know if there's something, if we're not supposed to be together. Because I had been in another relationship, and I just was like, from the get-go, I, I didn't have peace about it. But my head was, huh? And I stayed in the relationship too long, because I was like, what? No, I would, you know, it, 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 on the outside and different things, but I just didn't have, I was not settled on the inside. I, I was not settled, and I was just like, finally, okay, God, enough. I'm done. I don't care. I'm not going to override that. And went on. But when I met Shelly, you know, we would talk, and the more we talk, it's like, Jesus, this just lines up. I mean, this, this is the most comfortable I've ever been with somebody. It's just, we agree. I don't have to fake it. I'm not trying to put on something. It's like we agree on these things. Now, God knows at that point, we didn't know, I, just, I surely didn't know I'd be out here doing this, and we've talked about that, you know, 20 years later. We didn't know, but what we did know is that we're going to follow God. And the more we talked, the more we got to know each other, we were at peace. So we went, went to the next step and ended up getting engaged and, and got married, and I don't ever regret that. I mean, we, 
we didn't know we'd be out here doing this. We didn't know we'd have four kids. We said between two and four. I came from a family of four. Shelly has one brother, so she came from a family of two. So we said, well, we'll start with two. And then if you know, we're okay, we'll go toward four. And we almost stopped at two. We almost said, that's it. Well, how are you going to know? How, how, how would you know that? It's another decision. Everybody's different. Well, how many kids should I have? The Bible doesn't sell, say, thou shalt have. doesn't say it. We almost stopped, and then we were like, no, we're not done. And when we were going for, now you can't guarantee. So when we started going for three, we were going for four. We always said, once we, st- we wanted four, and in our case, that was really good because there was four years between Andrew and Christina. And so then Julia was there. I mean, Christina and Julia are the best little friends, and they, they entertained each other, so it was awesome. So we had four kids. We didn't know that when we got married. How would you know what to do? This is so practical. I'm telling you, this, this affects every area of life. This, we're talking about being led by the Spirit of God. The peace of God is so, it's so important. If we can be led by His peace, that's mean we're, that, that means we're being led by Him in things that you can't figure out. Only He knows. He only knows next steps. He only knows the future. He only, he's the only one that can truly tell you how things will mesh together. And you don't have to understand, and you may not be able to articulate all the ins and outs, but if you have a peace and you know something's okay, that's good enough. And you may not be able to always articulate why not when you don't have a peace. Well, why, why not? Be careful, especially you married couples. Well, I don't know. I, I see this, and you know, the guys especially can try to outlogic the women. Sometimes they're just geared more. And if the woman's like, uh, well, such and such, logic, 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 and then it's like, see, this is right, that, be careful with that. If, if one of you has a check, then don't override that. Don't, sometimes we, we feel like we owe people an explanation on the outside. You know what I mean? On the outside of, why aren't you doing that? See, that's what got me into trouble with this girl. I broke up with her, and my friends are like, what? You're nuts, dude. So I started going out with her again. <laughs> Just being honest with you. I was like, you know what? No. But I was learning these things. And it was just because of them. That was just what I was dealing with anyway. And so they're just giving voice, and I'm like, hey, you're right. I mean, I was struggling with my head. I didn't know what I know now. I knew some things. But I didn't know to fall peace because I'm telling you right at the beginning. It wasn't that long after it. I mean, several weeks in, I was like, great person. Good person. Just, I don't even know to this day everything. Other than I knew there was not a peace there, and I don't know all the stuff I avoided. But you can feel like you need to tell some, you need to give a reason. You don't need to give a reason because it's our life, your life, and you need to just be like, this is what I'm doing. Well, why? Nobody has the business to ask you that. 
Now, I mean, as your family or whatever, if it's your spouse, well, you know, we better, we better work that out, yeah? None of your business. Mm. Actually, it is my business. I'm linked to you, so. No, but I mean, other people on the outside, even your immediate family, you, your extended family. No, we need to be led by the peace of God. The peace of God is supposed to be the umpire that leads us and guides us and settles every question. Praise God. Let's read one more scripture as we're closing. In this context, you're familiar with this scripture, but I just want to show it to you in this context. Uh, Philippians 4, 6. It says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, there's so much here that just aligns with everything we just said. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. So in everything, prayer, you don't have to get down on your knees over and over. You're just, prayer can be just talking with God. So you're going through, and you don't even have to verbalize. You're just, you're just thinking, okay, what do I do about this, Lord? And he's responding. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known, and notice this, be made known to God, verse 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Notice that. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. You don't need to understand everything about it. You just need to know that you have it. It says, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. What will guard your hearts and minds? The peace of God. You, in other words, instead of freaking out about something, you're just going before God and saying, God, what should we do about this? Is this right? What should we do about this? And he's going to respond, and the peace, now I know we talk about this as far as anxiety and everything, but I just want to bring another angle here. The peace of God that you don't have to understand and you don't have to have it all figured out is going to guard your heart and mind and that will guard you when you don't know and you don't see. If you have peace, that will bring you through. You don't have to. When you look back and say, well, we had a peace about it. Well, if it was the peace of God, did God not see what was coming. He absolutely did. This will be your anchor when you make certain decisions and you, are, you know, and this is why it's so important. Couples, when we make decisions, I can tell you there are certain things when Shelly and I have looked back, we don't know what was out in front of us. We didn't know what was all coming, but we knew we had a peace about taking a step. And now when certain things happen, then we say, well, we knew we had a peace. And we'll reiterate. Well, does that, did we, did we hear this? Yeah, we believe we heard. Well, then God's taking care of it. Wherever we're at in a situation, you're like, well, did we have a peace to get this in? Because then you could think, 
you know, in a purchase or whatever. Well, what's going on? Well, we had a piece and it's amazing. There's sometimes noise. You start going down a path and then there's noise and oh, I don't know if the deal's going to fall through or what, you know, all this stuff happening with, you know, a purchase or whatever. And all it looks like, or, you know, I, I've seen this happen. You, you, you decide to go with somebody as a contract or whatever. And all of a sudden it looks like we made the wrong decision. It's like, well, we had peace and it's like, it's all noise. And then it just smooths out and it's fine. I don't know how many times I've seen that happen. Well, how would you know to keep going? If you're going completely by sight and making all decisions always by your head, you're going to be yanked everywhere. That's no different than the world. Just analyzing, trying to do the best you can. But when we are going by the peace of God, we can say, well, we had peace. God saw ahead. He knew what was coming, so He saw this too. So it's okay. And all the things that we're going to deal with concerning that situation, concerning that area... God has already seen ahead, and the peace is the indication that it's going to be okay. It's going to be just fine. That you're not missing it, that everything you need will be there, that it's going to be fine. Without it, that's why it's so important, don't override the peace. Because if we don't have peace, we may think, but it looks, but it's all nice and it makes sense and yeah but what's that warning why is it why isn't there peace there don't override that we don't know what we don't know well but i want to know you may never know do you want to know would we want to find out let's say god is warning you about something you decide just to charge on anyway because well you just you have to have a reason do you really want to find out the reason 10 years down the line and say, oh, this is what he was warning about. I should have listened. Do you know how many people have done that? Even in the natural, God is merciful and he'll try to get across to people. People say, oh, I knew I shouldn't have. Why do we want to find out that way? Oh, well, I wanted to know. This is what he was talking about. Should have listened. Do we really want that? Is it hard on our pride sometimes? Or our, not pride's the wrong, wrong word, but our, you know, desire to know and desire to explain and desire to uh, justify ourselves? Why aren't you going to do that? It looks so good. Yeah, don't feel good about it. Not going to do it. Why not? Just don't, don't have a peace about it. Well, why, you know, don't you wonder what, what the reason is? Don't have to. I know him. He's told me enough. He knows that's good enough for me. You may never know. That's okay. You don't know what you avoided. That's okay. We just need to know we're going the right way. Peace of God. Let it rule in your heart. Let it be the final authority. Let it be the umpire. Calling yes, no. Yes, no. That's okay. Eh, watch that. Yep. Straight ahead. Eh, put the brakes on. Peace of God. He is faithful.